Hi, this is Scott Bourne from This Week in Photography. We're at the PMA show live in Las Vegas, and we're trying to find some of the cool stuff at the show that might not be, you know, right in the middle aisle. So we like to start, like, on the end aisles. And sure enough, I've just seen something I'm declaring cool. It is called Camera Armor. We got some photos that we'll put up on the website so you know what I'm talking about. This is obviously going to be fairly intense, and tell us all about it. I have from the Camera Armor team Craig and uh, you're with Made Products Incorporated. Made Products, that's right. So Camera Armor is a fitted silicon uh, camera case. It's fitted to each individual camera type. It comes with a lens armor that protects the lens and attaches directly to the lens cap so you don't lose your lens cap and also protects has a protective piece of plastic on the back to protect the uh, screen on the camera. So it's impact resistant but it also makes it a lot easier to grip the camera because it's silicon itself. So the, uh, the retail price on this is $49.95 for most, retail, for most uh, SLRs. For some of the more complicated SLRs, it's $59 or $79.95. So when you, you spent $500 or $1,000 on your camera, it's a great investment to protect, that, uh, to protect that camera. So these would be already, you have these already available for like the popular Canon and Nikon digital SLRs? Absolutely. It's for uh, Canon, Nikon. Uh, there's Olympus, Pentax, Sony, and Fuji SKUs that, that are, uh, we have available for. Now, how hard is it, um, let's say I go and buy one of these and I want to put it on my Canon D40, am I going to need a physics degree to figure out how to attach this thing? Is this designed so old guys like me can do it, or do you have to be a genius? It's very simple. It's four pieces. It's fitted specifically to the camera type. It's stretchable, so all you do is, is stretch the skin over your camera, insert the lens cover or the screen cover on the back, put on the lens armor on the front and attach it to your lens cap. Now what sort of protection could I expect from this? I mean, the, the normal dings I'm guessing you get by bumping your camera against your own, you like you carry two bodies or something, I'm guessing it'll help against that, but maybe not necessarily against dropping on the floor. That's exactly right. That uh, it's, it's impact protection. It doesn't mean that you can throw your camera or smash it with a hammer, but it does mean that uh, when you, you have some accidental uh, issues going on with your camera, you'll be able to overcome those. It's, it's something that protects your investment. Is this shipping now? It's shipping now. In fact, it's at retail now. It's available at uh, cameraarmor.com. So it's available through retail, through online, and uh, something that is, is being, has been sold for the last year or so. Thanks, that's Craig from Made Products, and uh, one of the things that's going to make our cool product list right off the bat is camera armor. This is Scott Bourne reporting live from PMA. Hi, this is Scott Bourne. We're back on the floor, PMA 2008, looking for anything and everything that might actually help you as a photographer be better at what you do. And I have some experience with the next product we're going to talk about. It's called the Lens Baby. Back in the day when this company first started, a fellow named Sam, who works with Craig Strong, who's the founder, who's here with me now, came to my office and showed me the very first lens baby. I thought it was spectacular. I wrote one of the first reviews online for it. I've used it ever since. It's an amazing product, and lens babies has not standing still. They just really have come out with more and more cool ideas, more and more products. Uh, Craig Strong, they're from Portland. He's here at the show. Craig, what have you guys done recently? What's new at the show? What have you done to really ramp up the lens baby into the next revision? Well, it's pretty exciting right now, Scott, that what, what's happening with the Lens Baby is it's hitting other medias. Right now, we've, we've introduced a PL mount for movie cameras. And if you go, um, go to the cinema right now, you can see the diving bell and the butterfly. It's been 
a, a good portion of that movie used the lens baby in its production, and it's up for an Oscar for cinematography. And so I think that the lens baby right now is is hitting a lot more places, not only in still photography. There's there was a recent article in uh, Digital Photo Pro about. Um, Axel Heimken, who's a, a very accomplished German sports photographer that uses the lens baby, has been using it ever since the original, like you, and brings it out for a good portion of his photography and has really created a style around lens baby photos. And then being able to see it on the big screen and in music videos, there's, there's a lot of place the lens, places the lens baby is showing up right now. You've really come a long way with the product. I noticed that you have, I, it, I'm not sure what you're calling it, but Lens Baby 3, is that is that the right name for the one with the little screws on it? Yeah, it's the Lens Baby 3G, which allows you to have the spontaneous focus of the Lens Baby 2.0 and the original. However, it also allows you to lock it in place and then fine-tune both your focus and your tilt. And what's the retail price point on the new version? The Lens Baby 3G is $270, and the, the 2.0 is $150, the original is $96. Now, do you have a kit that gives you all the stuff you need to really make this thing cool? Because I know you guys can do close-ups now. You can do, I mean, you can do crazy stuff that I, I, I don't think even you necessarily had in mind when you did the first one. Right. We've got a kit that includes the wide telephoto uh, that takes it down to 35 millimeter and up to 80 millimeter, so you can change the focal length of your lens, baby. And you can also, in that kit, you get the macro set which allows you to focus down to two inches, and the Creative Aperture Kit. So I don't have the, the retail price handy, but um, that you can go to our website or to B&H and, and get that kit. And what is your website? Website is lensbabies.com. Most local camera stores in the U.S. carry the Lens Baby as well. If yours doesn't, please ask them too. As far as what the Lens Baby effect is, I mean, we're a radio-style show, so nobody can see this, although we will put some photos up on the blog and we'll link to your site where I know there's a nice gallery. Uh, can you just, as best you can, try to describe for people what the lens baby effect is? Yeah, the lens baby effect is a selective focus effect where one area of your image is in focus, and it has gradually increasing blur as you move away from that sweet spot of focus. So it, it uses depth of field to do that. It's a, actually a curved field of focus, and the tip of that curve is where most of your resolution is. And it, it creates something that's very difficult to, to emulate in Photoshop, and it's also much quicker. Now I want to point out, Craig, you're a photographer. When you started all this, you were taking wedding pictures and getting paid to do weddings. So you're somebody who, unlike a lot of the products we see on the show floor, you're a guy who used this stuff and, and you came up with this idea. And, and I'd like to know, what is the nexus between you as a photographer and your idea for the lens bait? Well, my background is photojournalism, so even though I was doing wedding photography, a lot of the tools that a, a wedding photographer could do in Photoshop, I went digital in 2000. The, the photographs that I was taking for my wedding clients could, while technically I could have gone in there and used Gaussian blur and whatnot to create some selective focus, for me it was against my creed with from coming from photojournalism to do that. So I, I didn't want to do anything in Photoshop that I couldn't do in a traditional darkroom and that wouldn't have been okay had I been submitting that to my magazine and newspaper clients. So uh, I developed the Lens Baby to really give me that journalistic integrity in my photographs, which in journalism you can do anything you want in camera. Um, Pretty much, and and then, uh, but but as far as what you're doing after you capture the image, you're fairly limited. So so the lens baby came out of 
a desire to have more creative style to my photographs and yet a, a desire to do that in camera. Well, it's an amazing success story. I, I have followed you guys from day one. I know lots of very well-known photographers that are using your product. And uh, I've, I've used it consistently. I've used it in wildlife settings, in weddings. I've used it to do product photography. It, it ceases to amaze me. And, and, and I will say that I'm really good at Photoshop. I wrote a book on it called 88 Secrets to Photoshop. And I first thought to myself, well, you know, I can do all this in Photoshop. But the difference is, and I didn't have your photojournalistic problem in terms of I couldn't edit, I could have got away with it. But there's a big difference between being inspired in the field when you're looking at an image and then trying to figure out a way to be inspired after you've done the capture. I think the capture is impacted by what you see at the time. What do you think? I, I totally agree with that, Scott. The, the thing that I find when I'm using the lens baby is it becomes somewhat of a dance. It's, it's very coordinated with my subject matter. And so if I'm able to see what's going on both effect-wise in the camera as well as the moments that I'm trying to capture. I feel that my images are much stronger than if I'm later on putting an effect on into my image that, that I couldn't see through the camera. So, so I, I connect with that and, and especially I've got three young children. I've got twins that are five and an eight-year-old daughter and as they run and, and are excited, I'm never locked down with the 3G. I'm always loose with the 2.0 or loose with the 3G and that allows me a real spontaneous to my images that, that's, that's really exciting. In, our, in a previous show, Joe Lindsay, who's uh, sat in as a, a guest on our show, who's brother of Alex Lindsay, who designed Star Wars special effects, uh, mentioned that he liked the Lens Baby because when he was in the field looking for pictures, it forced him to slow down and think a little bit, which, you know, sometimes we all just get in the habit of plopping the tripod down, seeing something pretty, and snapping exposure without really thinking about it. He, he remarked that the Lens Baby helped him to slow the process down and get creative. What do you think of that? A lot of workshop teachers are using the Lens Baby to teach photography because I think it does just that. It makes people slow down. It makes them realize, okay, this is an aperture. You actually see, you're able to see an actual aperture which fits into the front of the lens baby and, and learn about how light works, learn about how depth of field works. And I think that that's a major benefit to the lens babies. It really teaches you things about how pictures are taken, how, how optics work. And um, yeah, I think slowing down is always a good thing. Well, it's a great success story. Thanks. Once again, lensbabies.com. You can see the effect of the lens baby, learn more about it. And uh, we hope to have a review of the, the latest lens baby for you on our blog at twitphoto.com. For now, this is Scott Bourne signing off from PMA08. Hi, this is Scott Bourne, and we're back on the floor at PMA 2008. It is a crazy show, really busy. We found some cool things, and as we promised, we're searching the aisles for not the big Canon camera booth, but the little booth with the cool stuff. And I found another one, believe it or not. Ken is with me. He's from Light Panels. And folks, if you're doing digital photography, flash is not so relevant anymore. We need hot boxes. We need hot lights. And these guys have come up with a solution that, frankly, I'm just a little bit surprised by it so good. Ken, uh, tell us about light panels. Well, light panels were using LED lights. So you said hot lights. These are really more of a cool light with that. But the thing that, that we like so much is that it has a, a full range dimmer built into it. So in a lot of cases, you have ambient light, but say it tends to be say more of a down light. So the, the eyes are dead. You have deep pockets and shadows with the eyes. And having the light panels, you actually you dim up a fill light with that. And you, you pop the eyes, fill in the shadows with that. It's a much more pleasing image. Now, I see that you've got these set up. They can mount right on a camera where the flash would go. 
That is correct. Yeah, we're just launching this week the new uh, the new micro model with that. It runs off four AA batteries, anywhere from say an hour and a half runtime, or if you use the digital AA batteries, uh, over seven hours of runtime with that. And what's the retail price point? Retail price point list is like three forty nine, probably street price in maybe the two ninety nine ish range with that. Now. You don't have to mount it on the camera. You could hold it off to the side. You could put it on a separate stand. You could put it in real close as a side fill, however you want to use it, right? Exactly, correct. And we also include filters with that as well, both uh, warming filters and a diffusion filter with that, you know, just to have a, a bit more control with that. You know, in a lot of cases, you know, a slightly warm uh, light, it's a little more healthy. It's, it's a more pleasing skin tone with that. So a, a few tricks of having a dimmer where you keep a natural look. I mean, you dial up just the right amount of light with that, and so you keep it, the, the ratio very close to, say, the ambient light, and it's a very natural look with that. And then a slight, slight warming gel just to have a uh, Hawaiian, you know, one-week uh, Hawaiian suntan. Uh, so I'm guessing these are, uh, they come balanced at 5,600? That is correct, yes. So it's a daylight balance right out of the box. That's correct, sir. Now, I noticed that here on your display table, you have a couple of larger sizes. Do you go all the way up to video size? We do. Actually, the company's background really is in, is in uh, feature films, commercials, television, and so forth. So it's this, the new micro product, really is, is a smaller product, very, very lightweight, designed really both for the HDV video market as well as the, uh, the still market. Now, I will say that I touched one of these things uh, only after being prodded by your assistant here, and I was expecting to get burned. I use the term hot lights because I'm old, because anytime <laughs> I see something that's not a flash, it's hot because it's really hot and it burns you. I grabbed one of these things that's been working all day, and it was simply not even warm. Correct, and that's the nice thing with the LED technology is it's a much more efficient light source, and so if it's more efficient, then you really you have no heat with that. Do you have any idea how long the LEDs will last? The rating is over 100,000 hours uh, as far as the factory rating, but you know, certainly be able to see at minimum half that even before it uh, may, may just dim down slightly. So it's, it's, that's the nice thing. Is it's a rugged, solid-state, you know, long-term investment. If people want to learn uh, more about light panels, do you have a website? We do, yeah. It's uh, lightpanels.com, and light is L-I-T-E, and panels, P-A-N-E-L-S, lightpanels.com. Well, you heard it right there, light panels. I think it's an interesting product. We'll try to uh, get a hold of one and do an in-depth review on the show. Check out the website, light panels. It's definitely going to make our cool list here at the PMA 2008 show. Scott Bourne signing off for this week in photography. I've been a big fan of a company called Acrotech for a long time, and Scott Dordick's here. He's the big shot there, and he's telling us about some new products today. Scott, what did you bring to the show that's new from Acrotech? Well, we've got several new products. We have our new quick-release clamp and it weighs only about three ounces. It'll hold 25 pounds, has a really large 15 millimeter bullseye level and uh, double speed knob, so it's really quick to take on and off your camera. We also have some macro focusing rails. We have our Y rail that focuses in only one plane and our XY rail that focuses in two planes. Also have a new quick release leveling base, which is like our leveling base with the built-in quick release clamp. We have a nodal rail. And the nodal rail has adjustable stops that you can preset in advance. So when you get out in the field, you just simply drop it on your tripod head, slide it up against the stop, and you're already in position right over your nodal point. And we also have a universal L-bracket, which is nice because you can take it off the camera when you're not using it. And it's lightweight, so you don't really pay a weight penalty to have it. And uh, it allows the convenience to go horizontal and vertical very quickly. Now, I want to talk about the universal L-bracket because... 
this is really something I think that's kind of revolutionary. Most of the L brackets you have to buy custom fit to your camera. You kind of leave them on there forever whether you need them or not. And they, they are heavy to add. Any piece of gear you add to your camera, it, you know, it's heavier and heavier. What gave you the idea to come up with a universal one? Well, I like to travel as lightweight as possible. And if I'm out doing street photography or walking around a trade show taking pictures, I don't want to have to carry the L bracket around with me. So I wanted something I could take off quickly but still had the convenience of an L bracket. And also I wanted something that if I'm shooting uh, one of the more compact SLRs, it'll fit, and I can adjust it to a, for a bigger SLR body and not have to have specific L brackets that are dedicated to the camera. And also with digital cameras, unfortunately, we're kind of forced to buy new cameras every two or three years. And I hate to have to buy another new L bracket every two or three years. So this kind of solved the problem. What's the retail price point and the shipping on that product? Well, the retail price point, the L bracket itself is $120 and it'll fit any quarter 20 or 3.816 quick release clamp. And also we do have our new quick release clamp that fits on there well, which is $109 for the quick release clamp. And shipping, is probably about $10 in the U.S., depending exactly on the location. And are they available now? They'll be available in March, mid-March. Okay, well, the Acrotech makes every kind of thing you'll need to mount your camera to a, pri a tripod safely and securely. It uses the Arca Swiss-style kind of, of plate, and uh, we've, we've talked about that on other shows. We'll be talking about that more here on TWIP, and we'll have a detailed article on how all this stuff works coming up for you in a few weeks. In the meantime, we're glad for the chance to talk to Scott here about the new stuff from Acrotech, and we'll have links to all these products on the TWIP blog at twipphoto.com. From the PMA show floor, it's Scott Bourne signing off for This Week in Photography. Hey, this is Liana from GirlsGoneGeek.tv, and this week I am on special correspondence for TWIP, twipphoto.com, and we're going to do an interview with Gail from Jill E. Designs. So I'd like to talk, ask Gail about her motivation to create the bags in the Jill E. Design way and uh, what motivated you to do it. Sure. So my husband's a professional photographer, and one of my part-time jobs is to help him at some of his events, like weddings, etc., when he needs a second photographer. And right off the bat, I said, you got to be kidding. I have to carry this ugly bag. And, and also found that I, the next question I had is, and where do I put my stuff? And he said, what do you mean stuff? Well, I've got lipstick. I have a comb. I've got, you know, my personal items that I carry with me. I don't want to carry a purse. Where do I put that? So this whole idea started a couple years ago while I was working with him and saying, you know what? I mean, professional photographers want to look good. They're creative, you know, especially females, right? And they deserve a bag for themselves too, not just, you know, their husband's hand-me-down or, you know, a male-designed bag. So that's how we came up with the idea, and that's kind of been our mantra from the start was um, function on the inside, function first, but fashion on the outside. That sounds great. Now, you mentioned that your husband is a professional photographer. You help him. Do you have... Do you, bags also designed for the amateur photographer or for the casual photographer? Sure. We've really got three size bags right now. In our small bag, we target for what we call advanced amateur, or it's a good day bag if you're a pro, but they carry less gear. Our medium and large size bags are really targeted for our pro market. And, and of course, you know, it really depends on how you shoot, how big your gear is, the size of your lenses, and those kinds of things. The great thing about this bag, too, uh, that I really liked was when I opened it up, there are a lot of compartments that it comes with. And then when I went to the website, because I did, I was figuring, okay, now how do I want to configure my bag to carry my gear? And when I went to, it was jill-e.com, and it was very helpful to see an overview of, you have already provided some ways that you can configure the bag based on the inserts you've included. 
Yes, correct. In fact, we learned that kind of by the School of Hard Knocks, is that one of the first things we realized when our website went live was that the biggest question we had on our customer service line was, will my lens fit? Will my gear fit? And so we quickly learned that we needed to provide a way for people, you know, you know, taking a look at the website to figure out if their gear would fit into the bag or not. So we've tried hard to put guidelines in there, size, dimensions, so, you know, people can figure out in their own home, looking at their gear, what will fit and what will not. Uh, definitely functional on the inside as well as the outside. Talk about some of the materials that you've used. Like mine is a suede, but I can use it outside and still not have to worry about it getting gunky or that kind of thing. Easy to clean. Sure. Um, once again, from the start, we decided we wanted to use high-quality materials. We wanted to have a fashion element, so we started out really with leather and suede. We actually have a couple bags that are also nylon with leather trim. You know, nylon because it's pretty durable and waterproof, but at the same time, there's some leather trim to jazz it up. Everything's been treated at the factory, so it's really like having, you know, waterproofing your boots so that if, you know, you're running through a rainstorm, your, your gear is still protected. Um, and then that's kind of where we started, you know. Yes, and they come in a lot of different great, a lot of colors, a lot of, uh, again, different configurations that you can figure yourself based on the inserts that come in, the padding and all that kind of stuff. And like you said, one of the great things, again, is for my gear is padded well, but on the outside it's got pockets that I need with the little personal pouch inside. And what is the next step for Jill E Designs? Do you have some other bags or designs that you're thinking of coming to the table with? Yeah, so we're continuing to expand the portfolio. So we're learning what people like. One of our biggest requests was, yeah, I need a red bag in a larger size because our current red bag is a small bag. So we'll be coming out later this year with a red medium and a red large rolling bag. We'll also, um, we're kind of taking the whole portfolio into um, a smaller size as well. We've got some point and shoot camera cases um, that we have on the market right now and we'll be expanding that line as we move forward. And then we're, you know, taking a look to see, you know, what else, what else other people need. For instance, we're considering a, a man's line perhaps next year because we've had so many men say, I love this. This is great. How about a bag for me? Oh, sure. Can you talk to us about what, how the reaction or the reaction you've received to the product and how it's been? Oh, it's been great. Um, it, there's nothing better than being at a show like this and having women come up and go, oh, I love it, I've got to have one, this is wonderful. Finally, something for me. Uh, so it's been awesome. And I think that, once again, women appreciate that fashion element. They understand that as a photographer, you know, th that's an extension of themselves. And as they try to, you know, display their persona to their clientele, that the bag becomes part of that or their gear becomes part of that. So I do think that we've, you know, hit a, hit a niche here, too. Another thing happening in the industry that's been big is there's a lot of women entering the photography market, right? And so um, our timing has been good in terms of with lots of women coming aboard, you know, as professional photographers. Now we, you know, we have a product that's hitting the market at the right time as well. So it's been very good. That's great. Well, I just want to say thank you, Gail, for your time. And if you get a chance, not if you get a chance, you need to make it a priority. Go check out jill-e.com, and you'll see all of their different bags. And there's definitely something in there for your line, whatever it is you're going to pick. So we're signing out. This is Liana from PMA 2008.